0: and gentlemen, we're gonna take you all way down you all leave this time competition is more
1: competition is more competition is more competition is competition is competition is competition 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 we're gonna put a bow on the Major League Baseball season with my friend, my colleague, the one and only Erica Fernandez. She is a writer for Quick Out the Blocks and host of her own podcast, The Curls in Sports Podcast. And that's where she also goes by on social media. So welcome for the second time to yes. Hard in the Paint, Erica <laughs> Fernandez.
0: Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for the introduction and welcome back to social media. I think that you were very brave in doing that and announcing it. So, was it good for you to take a hiatus? Like, how did it feel to not even look at your phone? I was curious about that.
1: Who it was? <laughs> it was beautiful.
0: Yay! Because
1: it was. I got to enjoy things yeah. and not have to worry about responding. Not have to worry about oh, there's a big moment in this game that I need to have my thoughts out there about i didn't have to listen to all the other peripheral noise that's going on in the world right now Mm -hmm. and you know i still keep my twitter notifications and my um, instagram notifications off so that i don't feel compelled to look at them
0: that's beautiful david thank you for sharing that and i think i love that and i've I have to admit, I know it's hard. And it's just despite like, I don't know if you saw the film, The Social Dilemma. Oh, yes, I did. I, yeah. So I find myself like doing less hours as well. And like you said, you're trying to be more in the moment as opposed to, to having having to tweet about that and feeling sort of pressured to get your thoughts out there, too, because your peers and colleagues are doing it. So that's admirable. I like that.
1: Yeah. And so now I'm just, I'm saying every couple months, I'm just going to look at, you know, particularly try to look at the schedules and say, I'm going to take a week here. Just get off social media, do some work, you know, do things, but just get out of this and and give my mind a break and devote that however many minutes and hours a day that you do that stuff and do something else with it, you know?
0: Easy. You can be there for hours. I lost like
1: five pounds in those 10 days
0: nice that's <laughs> beautiful
1: because <laughs> you get out of that stress man and just uh, ooh.
0: and ooh. seeing all the dumb tweets and oh, uh, you probably did the you did it at the best time because you weren't even on I think for the debates the second debate right? yeah I
1: got out for the debates and I got out for the end of the finals yes of the NBA finals which I did not want to be around for the end of because Lakers fans are the most annoying social media presence
0: really when they're literally- winning I thought it was Yankee fans.
1: Yankee fans are bad. <laughs> Yankee fans are bad. Oh, yeah. And as a Yankee fan, I hate yeah. most Yankee fans. I hate most of them because most of them are just they're, – they're very much like Lakers fans in that they're extremely entitled.
0: Yeah. They're cocky, and, no offense. Like, you're not, you haven't pissed me off, but there's a few that have been pissing me off for the past couple of days.
1: You know, I'll jab you every once in a while when the Mets lose. No, but you don't annoy me. But it's, it's never. It's never no. like – you know, trying to hurt you or
0: yeah, 27 but. rings. Oh my God. But you were only around for like five of them. Like, yeah, enough.
1: Right. And most of those people didn't go through the eighties. They can't tell you about enough. the garbage players who that I had to watch during my childhood. And, mm-hmm. and so the
0: like dark ages. Yeah. And they
1: don't remember that the Yankees got bought for like $3 million by George and They were worth nothing you yep. bought them that you know they don't think about all that stuff.
0: No, they don't, they only see all rings. All right, cool. Next, yeah. when all the players were taking speed, but anyway,
1: just entitlement. <laughs> and I don't like that. I, uh, you know, like, same, it's, I, it's the same with the Lakers for me because I grew up yeah. actually a Lakers and Knicks fan. The Lakers, because I wanted to be Kareem Abdul Jabbar, and the Knicks, because I wanted to be Patrick Ewing. I was always Hi. about post players, okay, and, and so. You know, those were the teams. And then Kobe Bryant eventually became my favorite player. And I knew, you know, I'd seen Shaq at LSU. So, of course, I was a Shaq Shaq fan.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: But the moment it got to be, like, the last three years of Kobe's career, I became much less a Laker fan, and I just started divorcing Kobe from the Lakers. Really? And then, (laughs) you know, just like, I'm enjoying watching Kobe, but I can't stand the Uh Lakers. And then when LeBron got there, I was like, no, I'm not a Lakers fan at all anymore.
0: (laughs) I'm out. I've yep. already signed a divorce. Yeah,
1: and I, So how bad does it have to be that I stick with the Knicks <laughs> and dump the Lakers?
0: You know, I appreciate your philosophy and your explanation because that's, you actually broke it down because you expressed your thoughts. You started from the top. Then you said, like, nope, you can't do this anymore. And the sense of entitlement, thank you for shining light on that because that's exactly how I feel. Even though, like, I think. I'm not mad that they won, but I'm happy that, that Miami didn't make it easy for them, if that makes any sense.
1: Yeah, it, it should not have gone six games. If you had played yeah. that game on 2K, that series on 2K, it'd be a sweep.
0: <laughs> on okay.
1: 2K. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a sweep. You put that on on Sim, and you walk away.
0: Yeah, I knew I did not want to see a sweep, that's for sure. If, I, if they were winning, oh, I hate sweeps in sports. Like it, To me, it bores me. There's no, there's no defense. There's no athleticism. I mean, you can argue that, obviously, but uh, I hate when I see sweeps.
1: I I have written – I wrote an article a long time ago, and I said there are occasions when a sweep or a blowout in a championship game is necessary because it confirms all-time greatness. Yes. Mm -hmm. But if it's a bad sweep, and you've seen bad sweeps where it's like the other team just – it was no match – no, yeah. I don't. I don't like those. But yeah. if you get a team that comes in and they are historically great, and they run another very good team, off you know off the off the court or off the field, man, yes. I can live with that. And, I
0: agree.
1: You know, like the biggest one for me, like most recently like, in the NFL, was when the Seattle Seahawks blew out the um, the the Denver Broncos. No, that
0: was a good one. That was a Super Bowl forty. That was that was a, that was in um in MetLife, right? Right. Yes. Okay.
1: And so that one to me was like, that was confirmation
0: mm-hmm. that
1: Seattle was for one season as good as you could get. Yes. And, and so I, that to me was one of those ones, but I will end this on basketball because we came to talk baseball, but I wanted to <laughs> get your thought on this.
0: Yes, of course.
1: My, my feeling on LeBron James. Okay. Is that he is the Wilt Chamberlain of the 21st century. He mm-hmm. is not the Michael Jordan, the Magic Johnson. He is the Wilt Chamberlain of the 21st century. And I say that because physically he is unlike anybody else in the league. He's got all the numbers. Yeah. But no one enjoys playing with him. (laughs) And he can also be seen as someone who coaches don't particularly want, you know, like to deal with. It's not fun dealing with him. Uh Uh-huh. Um, but there's no question that all-time talent, he's, he's among that group. You can't take anything away from Wilt. You can't take anything as far as LeBron is an individual. Yeah. But there are these certain things that make you, you know, for Wilt, it was why didn't you win more big games? And for LeBron, it'll always be, yeah, you could carry these teams to a certain point. Uh-huh. But you have these holes where you didn't come up big or where – you know, you played against lesser competition in the East, or you get this asterisk in the short year. There are a lot of things to nick away at his, his at his legacy um, that are right there on the surface, the same way people will do those things to wilt in comparison to a awesome. Bill Russell or Hakeem Olajuwon or Kareem Abdul-Jabbar.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow, that's a really good comparison. I had not seen that, and I have to say I agree. Wow.
1: So you Kay. get deep. There's levels. It.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. <wins. laughs> all right. So let's
1: make the transition to baseball, however awkward that is. Oh, and cool. so the season ends as many people thought it would. Dodgers win the World Series. That's what everybody had their money on the beginning of year. I don't think anybody predicted that they would be playing the Rays in the World Series.
0: Not at all. Mm-hmm.
1: They win it in six games. MLB's happy. It made its money.
0: Even though they lost money, but... Yeah, as well as that, that's NBA what they say. They too.
1: That's what the owners will tell you, that true. they lost a bunch of money, but you'll never know because they'll never show the books.
0: Ah, uh, true. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but they got their TV revenue for getting in the games. The, but do you... When we look back on this,
0: mm-hmm.
1: between the weird schedule, at one point you had St. Louis with six games played and other teams with 20. uh, You had this extra-large postseason with losing teams making it, and the Astros, as a losing team, stealing two series. Yep. Overall, besides the fact that they finished it, how are you going to remember this season?
0: To me, it's a little bit still of a shit show um, because they didn't have a plan going in, like, remember it started with what Phillies got the virus then the Mets had to be quarantined and then the Marlins and the Yankees so I don't even think they fully planned as much as they want to say that they did and the same goes for NFL we could take a page out of hockey and basketball and these two commissioners actually busted their butt and they did a good job but looking back on it I think that it was definitely forced I don't think that I hate to say the the ratings weren't there and I'm not one of those to review those Nielsen ratings constantly, but you can't help but look at them for reference and see how disconnected people were. And this was the perfect season for MLB to kind of pull it away and try to drag in new fan bases because like the, the average fan doesn't speak to who you or me are. Like it's apparently now it's a 57 year old white man. Like mm-hmm. it's, it doesn't even speak to you and me. So It also makes me wonder that the league, they're just sloppy with it. Like, they're too conservative and they're sloppy and they haven't been doing the best of jobs, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I'm going to jump to this then. So Rob Manfred, who I think is universally disliked by players uh, and fans. (laughs) I don't know how owners feel about him, but yeah, Mm -hmm. I don't think he handled this well. Um, And and the biggest example of that, before we get back into the Dodgers – Um, the biggest example that is game six where you have a player. First of all, I don't understand how you're allowed to take the field without results for a COVID test. And so you have a player, Justin Turner, takes the field, plays eight innings. Yeah. Eight innings Mm -hmm. before he's told he has to leave the field with a positive test. They don't escort him out of the building. They just let him sit in the clubhouse. Exactly. And then he comes back on the field with his teammates,
0: takes off his mask, kisses his wife. All this yeah. stuff is for the world to see. Next to Dave Roberts, who's recovering from chemo, that right? Who's a cancer survivor, let me be more specific.
1: Right? And you do this, and I, I understand the team part of it, and players want to be with each other and do this and celebrate, yeah. but you put these rules in place for a reason. Yep. And you flaunt it that you're not following them to the whole world. It puts the whole system the whole season and how they handled it in doubt for me.
0: Exactly. So, to bounce off what you just said, I think it kind of goes back to how they've been handling everything in um in retrospect with Houston. This is just another example of mismanagement by the league that they don't care, they're holding up, they're not even holding up people to any sort of accountability, they're being exonerated. And also, I can't help but also be on the side of Justin, maybe this is me being a little cynical. Like, I would never want to miss out on this opportunity to celebrate with my, fan- with my teammates. It's kind of like, um, who was it that was high and missed the Mets World Series parade? Was, it wasn't D- Thank you. He and he – I remember it was in that 30 for 30. He talked mm-hmm. about that's his biggest regret. He was high as hell and whatnot. And I would feel like he would feel the same way. But if you're going to let this guy back on the field, make sure that he's aware, hey, we already released this put on your mask but no he gets into the team photo and pulls down his mask (laughs) no regard and their so-called investigations like it's such bs like the league doesn't know what they're doing they're out of control and
1: uh, major league baseball has security people yeah they do they have and and then you have manfred make a statement and put it all on justin turner yeah justin turner's the player there yeah. are la- layers to this. You got to hold Major League Baseball accountable first and foremost. It's their event. It's their stadium. They're in control of it. They could have handled it. And like you said, yeah. at the, if you're going to put him on the field, you better make dang sure, hey, dude, you got a glove up, you got a mask up, and there's no playing around with this. If you're going to be out there and you get to take two pictures and then we bring your COVID positive behind right back off the field. <laughs> you know what I mean? Get your official team photo and roll out.
0: Yeah, because the fact that you said it the best, like he played eight innings, he was in that clubhouse all damn day, even if it's a false positive, let's just say give him the benefit of the doubt, but this is still a positive, we have to treat it as if it's any other COVID case, even if he's asymptomatic or whatever it is, it's still the virus and exposing your teammates, the, your, oh my God, the Rays as well, whoever was touching base when he was there, it's it's a lot. I don't really think that any of this was thought out, but it also makes me a little cynical to think that they know how early he was already contagious, and then they just wanted to finish the series, and then, what if this went to seven games and everything else? so I don't know, like I guess that's where my brain went for for devil's advocate purposes.
1: yeah, they didn't want they didn't want to have to postpone game seven, yeah, because of that, but still exactly what happens? After this, because we have players mm-hmm. who have said, you know, I who have contracted and said,
0: I still don't feel right. Yeah, they don't, their lung capacity is down. And, um, I always reference this player, forget, um, Jokic from the Denver Nuggets. Like, yep. I don't know if you noticed, he looked very winded in that series, like the way he was heavy panting, like he was holding. Like, you know, when players bent down, there's usually like mid-thigh, like he was around his knees, like he was bent over a little bit more. And I was observing him the entire series. And I said, wow, like this guy's not back to shape. He's not where he's supposed to be at. He looked a little slow, a little groggy, but that's just what the nature of the virus does to you. And even if you're not an athlete, a regular person, there's people I know that had it and they're still slowly requiring their sense of taste and smell back.
1: My sister has it right now. and. My, my sister-in-law had it, and uh-huh. she's still not right. Yeah. So, I, 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 just,
0: I, think well, so.
1: I just think baseball handled this so poorly on that regard. Yeah. Yep. And on top of that, baseball had a great opportunity, and yeah. I'd love to get your thoughts on this, to push young stars yep, sure this did. season. If, if there's not more people who know how great Mookie Betts is. There aren't more people who know how great Jose Abreu is. Yeah. There aren't more people who understand how great Fernando Tatís Jr. is. Yes. Baseball wasted this time in trying to grow its audience when it had so many young people at home. And like you said, its audience is getting older and wider and more regional. It's yep. not a national sport anymore in the sense that I care about the teams on the West Coast. I care about my team and my team only. Yeah. In baseball, and I think it's just it's a for a game that should be the second, the third most popular in the world behind soccer and basketball.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: This is it's unacceptable.
0: No, it's super unacceptable, and it just goes to show that the front offices like they need to change up ASAP. Of course, yes, we have a whole bunch of Latinos players, but why are there not more and more Black players? Like, why are we only able to really name two at the moment? And then people still struggle to realize, oh, wow, there's more black players. Yeah, there's more, but it's just that they don't know how to market them well. And they are not giving them their flowers or their shine. But like you said, this was a perfect moment. Everyone was home at that point still. And if they weren't home, they were working from home. Both NBA and MLB were going on at the same time. They could have capitalized on that and had people, okay, cool. You can switch over from NBA and then come back to MLB or something like that. But they just don't understand because- they're so old, they're so conservative, they're so stuck in their ways. And we know what that front offices look like. They're all so white. They don't understand the culture. You don't even speak the language half the time. Like I love when, um, I forget the reporter's name that he was translating with Randy Arena and he was actually doing a good job with Spanish. And I'm very critical with Spanish only because it's my first language, but he was doing a hell of a job. The fact that he was asking questions and then he was translating on air and then he was translating back and forth. Like, I love that. It just shows that he wants to get back into his craft and communicate with these players, as opposed to asking them, for example, me to be next to the player and have to express his thoughts. He was able to do it on his own. And that just shows representation matters. They don't care.
1: No, and, and it goes, it's systemic in this regard. And that's yes. been the buzzword all season, all year for a lot of people in saying, in calling out systemic racism, but it's systemic in two ways in MLB one, I think the Major League Baseball academies in Latin, Latin America are exploitative and racist. They are. And then on top of that, their complete abandonment of African Americans and the game um, is shameful um, by Major League Baseball because Black people in this country were attached to baseball before any other sport.
0: Yeah, why is it the fact that Little League is costing so much money these days? Like it used to be a part of field, I'm sorry, there used to be a game. You can just go to the park and play. Now there's no more parks available. There's more courts than ever before, yes, but we are the inner city? You know, they, they're so quick to say urban, and I hate the word urban mm-hmm. or any things, but they're not paying attention back to the fact that baseball isn't accessible as it used to be for kids. Like, I remember I, a bunch of friends of mine were, wore number 24 because of Griffey. And then they went to um, Barry Bond's number, which I forget off the top of my head right now. But they were, his number, thank you. they were his number two because, obviously, representation, you see yourself in these people. You're going to want to be like, oh, I can do that too. But the league, there's a reason why I haven't gotten a chance to work in baseball. Maybe that's why, because I'm too outspoken.
1: Yeah, that baseball does not like that. They don't like criticism. No, they, they don't, don't. like – and I think that's held the game back. They want to stay in – the 1970s the 1960s yeah. they want it to be that same game Ugh,
0: and Cater- as far as
1: its makeup and its unwritten rules
0: oh my god the purists i can't stand those and i love my older brother to death he's going to be 40 this year and he's a little bit of a purist himself and i'm like how could you call yourself a purist when you grew up in the 80s and you were a mets fan like you realize that you saw the most Diverse team in the '80s. You can't. You can't get mad at that. These junior for bat flipping, and he said, "You know, it's just that to me, that's an unwritten rule." And I don't understand that. And I don't think I was like, "You know, agree to disagree," but I don't agree because remember, your team was doing coke before the World Series. But that's just me.
1: <laughs> yeah, and to <laughs> me, the unwritten rules are are inherently against Black and Latino players. Yes, they sure are. Because who expresses themselves in that way? Yeah. And exactly. Asian players too. I mean, you know, Korean baseball, Japanese baseball are all very
0: interactive. Yeah. Like if you, I'm sure that you might've seen it once like the Dominican leagues and in, in the winter, I don't think they're not playing this year, but these games are packed. I can't wait to make it to one of the stadiums soon enough because the entertainment, there, like, people live for this sport. And it's just an entertainment like no other, and then the you know, the players that are playing here, they go down there for the winter just to keep on you know staying active and whatnot it's exciting, and the fact that they could just work together and take a page out of what Venezuela's doing or Mexico's doing, no they, they're just stuck in their own ways and they don't realize that this is like major self sabotage
1: I mean if you've and I've watched the World Baseball classic, you know all of them oh since my they God, started. I love
0: them. Oh, and it's way more exciting than Major yeah. League Baseball. It's beautiful. I love it. They're having fun. Yes, they sure are. And Even Puerto Rico lost, like, I found it to be amazing. I had so much fun watching that series. And, you know, they lost. But still, like, when um, only reason I know this is because my, my friend's husband, that same weekend that they lost in 2017, they ended up going to <laughs> Puerto Rico for their bachelor party. And he's like, oh, my God, they're throwing a parade for them, even though they lost. I said, really? I didn't know that. And it even hit news here. That's what's upsetting, too. Like, that should have been something that, you know, they have, the MLB has, like, um, Spanish channels for their countries. Mm-hmm. They have an MLB Puerto Rico. And that would have been something that I would have capitalized on. Like, all right, um, even though they were, you know, first runners up, like, that's something that they should have shined light on. But no, like, these rooms are also oh so white.
1: And even, like, even this year when they had Roberto Clemente Day. Yes. They mishandled that completely.
0: My God, they sure did.
1: You didn't see the kind of, you know, like, reverence. No. That if you're going to call a day and you're going to allow all the Latin ballplayers to wear 21 and you're going to yes. do this. and But yet you couldn't tell that in the stadium. You couldn't yes. see that on the broadcast. There was no real, like, propping up of one of the great forgotten by a lot of people Great forgotten. players in this game
0: yeah Who i don't even think a lot of people know even how he died they just know he died and then when they find out when they just look it up on wikipedia they're like oh my god that's how he died yeah and his teammates went out to look for him and jumped into the ocean yeah that happened it all happened Yep. Yeah. so and, like that's the- all that needs to be talked about i agree you
1: know they'll, they'll, they'll know that he's the only one who finished with exactly three thousand hits Yes, that's the, they'll know that. Yeah. And beyond that, that's you know not much else. I want to move on because of this, the, the where we're going, and with this conversation, I want to go to these managerial hirings because it's kind of an outbreak from what we've been discussing. The mm-hmm. Tigers hire AJ Hinch, uh, who you know as famously was the manager of the Astros when their cheating scandal. Yeah. So that certainly didn't bother him. It certainly worked out great for him. Get to sit out a year and then go get a plum job. Right.
0: Okay. Uh-huh. But we won't see Carlos Beltran ever get a job or um, what's his name? The, um, Alex Correa. Yep. They
1: ain't going to happen. him. Nope. Ain't no jobs.
0: Nope. And, it's it, not, and, it, and it, you know what, what pissed me off? And I hear different angles from this and I could understand that, but I still disagree with it. I hate the fact that they put Dusty Baker at the forefront of this when it He's a player's coach. He's always going to defend his players, and I love that. But it's not his place to defend this team, in my opinion. So I wish that the Mets would have gotten him because that would have been amazing. I think that we definitely would have – I think that like Dusty Baker is so disciplined and so structured that that's what the Mets need. Not to say that Luis Rojas didn't do a good job. But you know, we're still learning what, his, what he's about. But mm-hmm. I, I'm i really annoyed that Dusty Baker's at the forefront of this because, like – even AJ Hinch, like you know, like you just said, he took a year off quietly. No one even mentions his name, and now, bam, he's now you know the the manager for the for the So, <sighs> white privilege is real. When people say that, oh, this doesn't exist, I just wonder what planet they're living on because it's not this one.
1: And the, to further that, yes. you give Tony Larusa, yeah, <laughs> a guy's been out of the big leagues for nine years, seventy six yeah. years old, yeah. And you give him the White Sox, who are one of the five, you know, top five teams in baseball. Uh Uh-huh. And you give him a team that's comprised primarily of Latino and black talent. Exactly. And this is a guy who spoke out against Colin Kaepernick. This is a guy who has spoken out about players' celebrations. He's spoken out about, uh, you know, he loves the unwritten rules. He uh, has deter. He, he his, a lot of his statements have been. I will determine when people are sincere in what they yeah. do, and I will respect them if they are part of the.
0: Something like that and stuff. Nah.
1: It shows that baseball. I mean, baseball didn't even interview a lot of the, these uh, candidates that we would talk about as far as African Americans or Latino managers. You yes. know, like Aceto Gaston, who has never gotten an opportunity outside of Toronto, though he has two world series rings. Mm-hmm. You did. Know, nobody brings him up. Dusty Baker had to basically, if there isn't a disaster in Houston, Dusty Baker taken every team that he's managed for as far as they possibly could go without winning the world series. Yeah. He has to get pulled out of retirement for this. It. you are not, we're not seeing, we still now have, I think that we have a grand total with Dave Roberts, Dusty Baker, um,
0: And also Dave Roberts. I didn't even know he's half Japanese. So that's right.
1: So between and um, then you got Dave Martinez and I want to say, who am I missing? Uh, Rojas with the Mets.
0: Yeah. That's it.
1: Excuse me. But that's it. And that's, uh, that's
0: in 30 teams. Yeah. That is increasingly Brown. Exactly. Increasingly Brown. Amen to that just
1: like you said, the old boy system and white privilege in their head. And I think that, I think this is going to go really bad in Chicago.
0: Me too. Mm -hmm. I was seeing tweets. I go, Jerry, just sell the team. (laughs) If
1: you, if, if you're doing this, you know, if you think that going back to the well in that regard, why wouldn't you go back to Ozzie Guillen? Yes. Who won you a world series
0: Mm -hmm. who is going to connect with your players. Yeah. Who speaks the language, who understands that they're like, there's no one more. I agree. Like Ozzy didn't give a damn. He's. I loved him. He was so outspoken. He was ready to get ejected every game. He didn't care. He was there for his players. Oh, but that hiring, I definitely don't like it. I'm again, baseball also white.
1: Yeah. When, when you don't even see these guys getting mentioned as candidates. No, they don't. And and we talked about before the last time we had a conversation, Willie Randolph is still a guy who's never gotten another chance. I mean, like, these are just – these are things that are just so – you see that you look at the list of managers and there's so many nondescript people sitting in very good positions. Yes. Never done anything. And you see plenty of former players who were mediocre as players getting these jobs. And it's – you can't tell me it's earned.
0: Exactly. Yep. It's definitely not and Just, it's just more reason to pull back. And I'm, I've been seeing mentions with people saying like, I haven't even been back to baseball since the lockout and rightfully so. I don't blame those fans from just disconnecting. Like this is a perfect moment for us to really step back and say, you know what, blow up on your own. Cause I'm not going to play. I'm not going to watch anymore.
1: And I think game six is, is the perfect example of the dysfunction in baseball. Yeah. and, and, <clears throat> So you get the Game Six, you got Blake Snell on the mound if you're the, for the for the Rays. Yep, he's cruising, five and a third innings, gives up two hits, one earned run, and only thrown seventy three pitches. Yep, and Kevin Cash decides to go the analytics route. Uh huh, and play matchup baseball, and cost his team a chance not just in a World Series title, but even have a chance to compete in a Game 7. You don't yep. even get to the Game 7. You take your best pitcher out after 73 pitches?
0: Literally, your best pitcher. I I was fuming over that, only because low-key and your, you know, and don't curse me out. I was hoping for the race to win because a couple Yankee fans have been pissing me off. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm like, all right. This is their first, but I am an underdog rooter. But then again, you could probably say the same thing for the Dodgers, even though, like, the team is obviously not an underdog. They're too good, but they haven't won the World Series in 32 years, but obviously just won it. But I'm so annoyed at Kevin Cash's decision-making. And I knew I was speaking purely out of emotion, but I was surprised to not see him fired. But then I'm like, all right, he hasn't done anything too bad, but this is, like, the most costly error of all time. Like, they had an opportunity to come back – Like, game four ending was – I almost fell off my couch at how good that ended. And I'm like, oh, my God, the Rays might actually win this. Like, holy crap, holy crap. And then, nope, went to baseball analytics, you know, because he probably saw Moneyball the night before. And unnecessary. I think that sometimes you have to make sure that – to also trust. And I think he should have let Snell – face the core of the lineup because Mookie had what struck out twice against him. Yeah, He was
1: mowing down at three, four, five.
0: Yeah, exactly. And that's what you should have done. You should have trusted him to say, all right, let me let you see one more batter. And if you're able to at least pull a double play, cool, then we'll get out of this inning because of the first inning hit. But I'm, I'm sure he's still having nightmares. He's not going to be, he's probably not eating. He's probably not functioning, but I'm, I hate when people go to too much analytics like that. I don't think that's. I know that stats don't lie or whatever, but there's a time and a place, and trust should have been here. He they didn't trust his his pitcher.
1: I mean, literally, Dave Roberts today said the moment that Cash yeah. took him, took him out the game, he's like, <laughs> "I looked at Mookie cheering. Betts and we're like, it's done. We're gonna win."
0: Yeah, they started cheering, and rightfully so. They took an advantage. They took advantage of that, and he put in what Anderson, I think it was, mm-hmm. and obviously. That, you know, history, there it is. It's done for.
1: And look, if we, we both know what happened to Grady Little when you yeah. left Pedro in. But you leave your guy in. If I'm going to lose, then uh, let me lose with Pedro Martinez. If I'm going to lose, yeah. let me lose with my Cy Young winner, Blake Snell. Yes. I'm not going to lose with my bullpen out there unless it's <laughs> Mariano Rivera.
0: Yeah. Rodis Chapman, like, someone like that. Like, they didn't even put – like, what's crazy is that the Dodgers were even thinking smart. Like, they didn't even put um, Johnson in there either.
1: No. I, I just think it, – it, it, the fact that he did keep his job tells you – it tells you a lot more about the Rays because they're not in the business of firing people who are under contract because they ain't got that kind of money. <laughs> so they ain't trying to pay two people for one job.
0: Yeah, because now they got to focus on paying Randy because if not, he's out.
1: Yeah. And they've already turned down options on a couple of players so they're trying to save money as they usually do
0: uh-huh. uh, because they're eight players i'm sorry they're eight fan base cares more
1: <laughs> yeah you build a, you build a team in a military town that's stock with retirees you're probably going to struggle with attendance that's yes. i don't know people yeah. be, uh, but the, the devil Rays, uh, the rays are what the rays are mm-hmm. but I, I think when we talk about that we talk about the analytics it's made the game at this point now. And like you said, the money ball part of it. I understood why he, Oakland had to do that. They had no resources. <laughs> but if you're playing baseball, the uh-huh. game now has turned into walks and home runs. Yeah, it has. And I think it's ruined the game in a lot of ways. It's, that's part of the reason why people think it's stale, it's slow, is because all you're looking for is walks, strikeouts, and home runs.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. I agree. Like, there's no more short ball. Like, we would see, like, a quick single up the middle or double plays. It's very rare. I'm sorry, done double plays on doubles as well. They're very rare. When was the last time you saw a triple? Yeah, I haven't seen a triple in a minute. And then it's like when you actually see people hustling down the line. I saw the way that Mookie Betts was running. I said, damn, I wish that players would come back to that because I would remember Jose Reyes. He would steal bases left and right. Like, nowadays, you don't even see players stealing bases that often. Like, they're too they got too used to their lineups producing for them and they realized that they could also still do some while they're on base. So
1: it's it's a problem. The thing for me has always been is yeah. Numbers to me are part of the picture. And a lot of it is what you look at as after the fact, okay, Mm -hmm. this is what happened. How do I adjust to these things after the fact, but in the moment, these are people and human beings, the pressure, and I lived through this, and you're a little, like I say, you're a little bit younger than me. But I lived <laughs> through the prime of Ricky Henderson, and I lived through the prime of Vince Coleman, oh, and I lived could. through the, you know those types of players, and getting them on base yeah. changed everything about the pitcher. Yep. You know that mindset of now I have to pay. I really have to pay. Pitchers don't look at first base anymore.
0: Yeah. That's that. I remember when, um, you know, rest in peace, Joe Morgan, there's this quote that I didn't even know he was the one who said it, but um, when he passed away, it's like, um, if the player, if the pitcher's is paying too much attention to the base runner, then he's not paying attention to the batter. So I said, Oh, wow. That's it's, it's actually an insightful quote, but duh, that's pretty obvious because you're paying attention, but it's, it goes back to what you're saying. Like you don't even see them glance over there anymore. They're kind of just, they kind of gotten lazy. Is that fair to say?
1: Yeah, they know guys aren't going. And that's why now pitchers, you know, the, the whole thing now is on the arm. How much speed, speed, speed yes. can you put? Because you're trying to make guys miss because they're swinging for home runs. Exactly. And th- so you see, like, a batting champion can be a batting champion with a 320 now. And that's a lot more common because you don't see the 350s. You're not going to see somebody challenge for 400 in a legit season anymore.
0: Yeah. And now with COVID, like we don't even know what's the season they're going to look forward. Like are they going to shorn it up? And then I know that Manfred kept discussing dropping down from 162 to 140 something. and is this not going to give them more ammo to change up the season? Like what are we going to look at for 2021 and going forward? So you're right.
1: I don't want to see them keep the extended, expanded playoffs.
0: Really?
1: No, it's too many teams. Wow! I want the game numbers. I want the 3,5,7. Okay. But I do not want that many teams because you can't – baseball is already better than the other leagues at getting teams to the World Series. More teams have participated in the World Series than have been to the finals in the NBA than have been in the Super Bowl in the NFL. So you don't need that. You don't need those extra teams. And what it did this year, I think, was you had five really bad teams make the postseason. (laughs) And so that's what allowed for a lot of these 3-1 comebacks is because teams yeah. didn't belong there in the first place.
0: Yeah. And their lineups didn't produce enough, too.
1: Yeah. I yeah, mean, uh, that's, games. that's why I love the 162 is because it's supposed to be a marathon. It's supposed to separate yeah. the teams. And 60 games really didn't allow that. Maybe you can get it away with 148. I don't know. Maybe you can. But yeah. I, I don't see owners, unless you're going to keep all those games in the postseason,
0: ah, I don't see owners
1: wanting to reduce the regular season.
0: Same. Like, I would, only as a fan, I wouldn't want to reduce the season. But like you said, it comes back to ownership, like, you know, because they're going to lose money on the TV contracts and everything else and ticket sales. So you're right.
1: Lastly, as a Mets fan, <laughs> Major League Baseball did approve the sale to Steve Cohen. Yeah. Any reservations about corn? Are you just glad to be done with the Will Ponds?
0: I'm glad to be done with the Will Ponds. Like, they they didn't care about this team. And I can go on about how much I can't stand them. And, again, this is probably the reason why I've not gotten an opportunity to work in baseball because I'm too, too outspoken, which is probably a good thing. Um, but I'm excited to see someone who actually cares about the team and – He's putting stuff into place. Like I tweeted something earlier and I pulled it up just now. He's doing um, charitable giving to the, to the employees. Like he's doing a foundation for over $400 million to New York city charities over the last two decades. And it's going to continue to involvement in philanthropic activities. That's going to benefit the city. So I'm like, Oh, so he's not just, all right. So the tickets are 20 plus dollars, obviously, unless you're in the nosebleeds because you still can get a ticket at $20 at Citi field. Right. But the food there is just amazing. The, I love it, and I think that he's going to pull off some big season moves because he could spend the money. He has it. <laughs> yeah. But I'm I'm really hopeful. But this is me every year, so I don't know. I think that this year I might be I might be a little bit stunned.
1: They have a lot of talent, though.
0: They do. They,
1: they should have been better this year. I don't yeah. think that they were a below 500 team based on their talent this yeah. year. I so. agree.
0: I'm just hoping that we don't waste the good years of DeGrom and Sinigard. And if that's the case, just leave the team because I'm, I'm a fan of theirs. So it's like, it's okay for me to part ways with you on the team and I'll follow you and I'll be a fan of you. But like, there's a big rumor that, you know, obviously Yankee fans are always talking about um, DeGrom. Like, come, come play in Pinstripes. If he goes to the Yankees, I won't be mad because at least they won't waste his talents <laughs> in Queens. But uh, it's such a problem, but I'm really being hopeful. I'm happy that the Wilpons are out of here. It's I been decades. I don't
1: even know what to do with the Yankees at this point. I know. But I think they've just they've gone incredibly stupid. Um,
0: Who do you want gone? I've been hearing a lot of mixed reviews. Like, how do you feel about Aaron Boone still being the, the skipper?
1: I don't want him there. Okay. I don't think Aaron Boone is strong enough to be the manager of that team. Yeah. I don't I think, think he, he's yeah. – he hasn't demanded enough – from guys like Gary Sanchez yes um or John Carlos Stanton who I can't blame all the time for getting hurt but yeah. when he's not hurt he's playing a mediocre left field yeah or he's or he's striking out far too frequently
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I, so I think that you know there's not an accountability in that they have not put, their best players on the field enough. And then I blame him strategically for losing to the Rays for trying to beat them at their game. Yeah. Are you talking about three straight postseasons for the Yankees where they were the favorite and couldn't get out They're in the Dodgers position, but at least the Dodgers made it to the world series.
0: It sure did. I was a little bit shocked. I expected the Yankees to beat them, but then man, the Rays were just too good. They've been beating them all season, too. I think they beat them, what, eight games the, this past 60 games?
1: Yeah, the Yankees suck against the Rays and the Angels every year.
0: Yeah, I remember. <laughs> this is back when I used to be a bigger Yankees hater than I was now. Um, back in, like, the two, right after the Angels had won, like, that outfield is my favorite. The 2004 era, oh, my God. That outfield was just too strong in, in Anaheim. I love them.
1: I don't care. I hate the angels.
0: I know. I know. I I
1: hate them so much. (laughs) And two of my favorite players have played for that organization in Reggie Jackson and Dave Winfield.
0: Uh, Um, But
1: I hate that team. My dad loved Rod Carew. So he, my dad too. (laughs) My dad loved Rod Carew. Bad. My dad's batting style.
0: Oh my God.
1: Playing softball. He puts the same as Rod Carew. That bat flat to the back. I'm like, Oh, okay. Pop. I
0: know who you're mimicking. No, my dad with me, I remember, I'm like, who is he talking about? Because, you know, Latin. I'm like, how is he trying to pronounce it? He has an accent. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you know, how do you spell it? And I said, oh, this is who you're talking about.
1: (laughs) Black Latin Jew. Yes. One of the strangest combinations you'll ever come across.
0: Right? I'm like, who is? Because he would say, he would say ro Ru, And I said, who? (laughs) I did not understand for the life of me. And then I'm like, you know, I'm going to just have you to spell it because I don't know who you're talking about. And that's when I learned he was talking about Rock crew this whole time.
1: <laughs> and Rock Roo is just – that's a thing that I miss right now, though. It's just there were so many different styles of players, yeah. There were so many different ways to play the game. And I just – I hope – Baseball can find its way back to that. I think Tampa does a good job in that of playing a different style. And even the Dodgers are very versatile in the way that they play,
0: but baseball's got to sell that. They've got to sell it. Yeah. Like the fact that they have so much more money, like we can see this argument with WNBA. We often say the WNBA doesn't know how to market themselves. That's why people aren't going blah, 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 blah. But, This year, the ratings speak for themselves. Like they had people tuning into their draft, like millions of people watching them and also watching the games. Like they're figuring it out, but they don't even have the money. But MLB, they have the funds. You're telling me they can't even hire like a diversity and inclusion team to figure out how to bring, you know, more Blacks and and Latinos to watch it? Come on. I mean, the head of the
1: union is Tony Clark. Yeah. And, And I don't understand why he hasn't fought for more of these things. Yeah. It, it it just it doesn't make sense the investment should That's be there true. baseball's making record revenue every year yeah it it's, it's flabbergasted and baseball is shooting itself in the foot because yeah. if you went to me and you know you go in these communities mm-hmm. and you tell me look the average salary for a football player and the average career for a football player is less than what most star ball players baseball players make in a year yeah Unless you're a quarterback, you're not making as much money as as a uh, Aaron Judge. You'll never see that money. Nah, you won't. And so, and there are way more jobs in baseball from the even if I was in the minors. Yeah. If you're in the minors and you if you told me at 18 years old you could pay me $40,000 a year to play baseball? Come on, man.
0: I'm a hustle for that. Exactly. That's why I know one of the topics you wanted to talk about was Robert Manfred. Is he drunk? I'm still thinking is, has he been drunk all year? is <laughs> again, like, I don't mean to keep going back to Houston, but how did he handle that investigation yep. and then how he handled Justin Turner and how he handled like the fact that they were returning for, oh, there were just so many missed opportunities that they should just give us a call. Cause I think that we, you and I are just full of ideas and I don't even know if they're necessarily ready to hear.
1: Yeah, but he did look weird. He did. It, it, something did not seem right with him on the field.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't know if the booze got to him, but I mean, he, safe to say.
1: His speech was weird. The way he stood was weird. Yeah. I don't know if he was actually drunk. <laughs> but and that would be very weird for a commissioner to be getting lit during a game.
0: Yeah, because like, what are you celebrating when you're not I mean, unless you're a fan fan, then that's cool. But last time I I don't even know what fan he's of. I I, I guess I never even bothered to do too much research on him.
1: I don't know if Rob Manfred is a fan fan of baseball.
0: No, because he said it. I don't know if you remember it, but I know I'm going to misquote it. But he was saying, oh, finally, we're done with the season. Like, first of all, if you're a fan, you're like, you know, unfortunately, the season has come to an end is what you should say. Not finally, we're done with the season. Yeah. Yeah, like, I'm like wow, I really wanted to see I personally wanted game 7. I, I really pop, wanted the race. Yeah.
1: Babel, I think people baseball needed a game 7. Yeah. In maybe. on that biggest stage to have that, to have what you're trying to sell is look, LeBron, anybody can be competitive.
0: like LeBron that's a uh, that's another opportunity they could have jumped on. Like LeBron was live tweeting during this game. Like The biggest name in basketball. Come on. You're telling me that he couldn't think of like maybe having him talk about the game with the guys on Fox. But no, they.
1: (sighs) You don't even sell it in that. Look, we've got the second biggest market in baseball and maybe the smallest market in baseball in the World Series. You don't see that in the NBA. You don't see that in the NFL. It's true. And here's what you get. And they don't – nobody comes out of that as a bigger star, not Cody Bellinger, not – you know, like none of these players are any bigger stars. I haven't seen a commercial yet with anybody from the World Series. Have you?
0: Nope, I have not. I only saw a pre, uh, quick little preview from Mookie Betts, and that was on his own page, though. It was right. like – celebrate. I don't know if you saw it, but it was like, you know, we've come from far and kind of one of those, like, you know, journey-ish videos. But – is he sponsored yet does he have any endorsements he needs it he needs to be a household name like my mom is still able to remember reggie jackson like that says a lot it's my mom
1: (laughs) and and yet how many how memorable when we go past this five years from now how memorable will this world series be other than for a bad decision and covid
0: yeah and covid yeah because had the Rays won it, have game four is, oh, my God, the ending of game four was just, that was beautiful to me. But that's something that it was quickly forgotten. If you notice the next day, we're just so much more focused on COVID.
1: It's, I love baseball. I know you love baseball. And I, I want it to succeed. It yeah. just seems like no sport right now wants to, to kill itself faster yeah. than baseball.
0: I agree. Oh, that's such a shame. They could do so much more, but they I don't know who's on their marketing teams and everything else, but they're not doing a good job.
1: We're gonna have to start a save baseball committee. We should <laughs> we're gonna have to fix it. We're gonna get in there, we're gonna make it more entertaining. Maybe yeah. honestly, I'm starting to think that the solution for a lot of these things is is completely new leagues. <laughs> 'Cause Major League oh. Baseball is settled in what it is. And I I would love for black and Latino ball players and players who want to have fun, man, go there's money out there now. Yeah. There's that's money one, to be made.
0: That's the reason why I wouldn't have minded like um Alex Rodriguez and the whole J Lo thing to have um owned the the Mets along with a few other um named um owners because that would have been great, like minority owners and whatnot and A Rod, I know they're I know a lot of people can't stand him, but he's, he has a really good baseball IQ and he's knowledgeable. He knows what he's talking about. He would have been doing the right things for the team. But, you know, money talks.
1: That it does. And that's, that's yeah. the language of sports. That, that might as well be the epitaph. For, I mean, the final line for every league right now is yeah. it's all about the Benjamins, money over everything. <laughs> exactly. Money over everything. <sighs> but we had a great, this is another great conversation. I love when we get to talk.
0: Thing.
1: and i'm looking for see now at some point you gonna, i would hope that you would extend an invite for me to come on your podcast
0: oh, absolutely i'm just i have to admit and for those of you listening out there like breaks are necessary because the end of september for me was really rough i was like oh my god i'm doing too much and i couldn't find time to just gather topics and record and I said, you know what, I'm not going to force it. I'm, it's not going to happen. And then I eventually ended up recording um, the first week of October. And another friend of mine was like, yo, um, don't be taking mm-hmm. breaks too early. Just letting you know, like you have to make sure you're in the game. I said, yeah, but I literally was just busy. But definitely planning on having you on soon. Absolutely. I was waiting for the World Series to be over so I could just record this week's podcast. I'm like, all right, next week, let's get this out the way. Let's go back on to regular schedule
1: all right yeah because you're taking a minute off I noticed that because I wasn't seeing a pop up in my feed and I'm like all right
0: all right. yeah I posted one last week and then I said all right well it was um, October 20th last week so it's obviously more than 10 days now Mm -hmm. and I said all right let me finish the World Series and then this way I can get that done and next thing up
1: the people are waiting the people are waiting
0: that that still humbles me because I didn't even realize that
1: you know, I mean, that's and we had that conversation offline is that we just don't know how yeah. many people are paying attention because it's not in your follower count. It's not yeah. there. And um, it's not even in the number of downloads that you get, because I, I, I know my reach goes farther than that. Um, and, I, and the same is true for you. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I'm enjoying watching you get in more spaces and, and talk to more be on more platforms and talk to more people. Cause this year, again, every, I'll keep saying it is I'm so proud and so glad that I've gotten to know you and so many other Thank folks you. this year. And we get to be on the same team and do these, these things and support each other.
0: I agree. And I don't even say it as Twitter friends or Instagram friends. Like, no, these are, this is internet family and people are like, Oh my God, you met people on the internet. Like my parents still get shocked when I tell them, oh, yeah, oh, but how did you meet him? Oh, I met him on Twitter. And they still get taken back by that, but they just don't understand the connections that we make. And it was just a series of tweets. And it's like, oh, you know what? Let me follow. Let me follow back or let me follow and whatever it is. And here we are talking together and just exploring each other's, you know, because this is your brand. So I'm happy that we're both able to shine light on what we're doing. And man, I'm proud of you and you inspire me. Oh, thank
1: you. I know I'm old, but <laughs> no, I know I'm old. So, you know, that's I guess that's the, the position I'm in. Now, the guys who on the website that I work with call me OG. Um, I don't know if that means old grub
0: or, no, no. or
1: original gangster. I'm trying to figure that out.
0: Definitely <laughs> <The> original gangster. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Please tell the folks one more time how they can follow you and catch your podcast um, and anything else you may be working on
0: right now. Of course. Well, I'm still working on the podcast, doing, churning through these sports applications, guys. So working in sports is not all the glitz and glam you see on TV. Going through these interviews is annoying, but it is what it is. Um, I'm still working on my podcast. Like I said, you can find that everywhere you listen to podcasts. It is called the Curls and Sports Podcast with Erica Fernandez. And on Twitter and social media everywhere, um, it is Curls and Sports Spell Normal, Nothing Crazy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no and she's easy to identify you see that picture yes you'll know why it's curls and sports
0: yeah, curls exactly.
1: are present
0: yep they sure are it took a time man like the, the flat iron if women if you're listening to this please don't straighten out your hair it'll kill your hair <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, my daughter doesn't flat iron. We don't. She doesn't yeah. flat iron. She doesn't like it. She likes to let her yeah. hair flow and and yeah, yeah, do a thing.
0: Like, flat, the flat iron is the devil himself. It is a jealous tool. It will burn your hair. And man, it took me. I sh- honestly, looking back on it, if I knew then what I knew now, I should have just shaved my head and start over. And I would have been. I would have been done with the journey easier, Sooner <laughs>
1: <laughs> Well, I had to learn to shave my head because I was losing mine. So, oh my Deep god. <laughs> Thank you again so much. I look forward to the next time we do this. I don't care what the topic is. I just want to do it again.
0: Same here. Thank you again, D. Appreciate you.
1: All right. So for Erica Fernandez, I, of course, am David Grubb. And this has been Hard to Paint. Y'all have a great weekend. And we will talk to you again on Monday.